Welcome to Archive Treasures. I'm Rosie Hill from the Trentham and District Historical Society. Each episode, we will explore a topic ranging from Irish migration in the 19th century to plane spotting at Cranny's Hill in World War II. learning more about history, about times past, and of those who lived in other eras. What were their lives like? How did they live? What was important to them? And what influenced the way they lived their lives? In this series of episodes, Archive Treasures Investigates, we follow the life of an everyday woman who caught our attention, Mrs C. Price. We piece together factual snippets of her life, discovering and learning the tools of historical research along the way. We trace back to her early days, and then forward to discover those that came after her. We follow her travels, living in different parts of Victoria, looking to find where she lived and why, but also to understand how she lived, what was her life, to appreciate the times in which she lived. Join us on this journey as we discover just who was Mrs C. Price. Initially, I had no interest in whomever Mrs C. Price was. She was just a nuisance every time I did a search on Trove. I was researching the price of spuds in the Trentham district for a podcast about potatoes. Trove is the Australian archive for all things digital, including newspapers. Searching on the words Trentham, Potatoes and Price, and entries attributed to a Mrs C. Price of Market Street kept popping up. Not what I was looking for at all. They were recipes, with not many mention of potatoes, so I wasn't interested. I was on a mission. With a recently acquired but novice understanding of research, I was flexing my newly acquired historical research know-how. But she kept appearing, interspersed throughout mentions of the fluctuating price of potatoes. Who was this woman? And what had she been doing? Why was her name littered so prolifically wherever I looked? I'd never heard mention of her before. Now, This wasn't surprising, as I am a very recent recruit to the ranks of the local historical society. I wasn't descended from a long line of local lineage, and I had only moved to the area a couple of years prior. But even in that short time, there were names you just knew. Family names of those first European descendants who settled in the area. Family names from significant local businesses or farmers in the area family names that streets or local landmarks were named after, and not a mention of a price amongst them. For someone who could be termed a relatively unknown in the town, why were there so many mentions of her in so many publications? Gradually, while still investigating the price of potatoes in the 20th century, rather than getting annoyed with all the listings for Mrs C. Price of Market Street Trentham, I started to get intrigued. Who was this woman? 
And what was her story? I began to collate the entries in her name, and kept collating, and kept collating, and they just kept popping up. Mainly recipes, but sometimes household hints, all from Mrs C. Price of Market Street, Trentham. They were in publications ranging from The Age, The Argus, Australian Women's Mirror, and the Dear Miranda section of the Weekly Times. She must have used a lot of postage stamps. I was becoming hooked. Turning to our own online archives, I decided to see what I could find. There were two challenges to all of this, of course. The first was really what had driven me to this point originally, a surname of Price. Think about it. At any time, looking up something including the word Price, you are going to be given a lot of responses. Responses you aren't interested in. For example, a lot on the price of potatoes. I'd moved on. The second challenge was the antiquated habit of married women adopting their husband's name for much of the early to mid-years of the 20th century. This often included their first name. Just think of, dare I say it, John and Mary. When Mary finally says, I do, and settles down to a life of housewifely otherness, her identity was subsumed to that of Mrs John Smith. The Mrs was hers alone, but as for the rest of it, well, that was the times. Being a pragmatic soul, I started searching for a Mr C. Price, hoping this would find something that would lead me to Mrs C. Price, and eventually her own person. On that first day, I struck pay dirt. A document about railway employees at the Trentham station, and it listed a Charles Price as a railway employee from 1926 to 1940. Now, something I did know, Market Street leads down to the railway station, and it would make sense for someone working on the railways to live nearby. Based on that, I was willing to call it a match. So there we have it. We now knew them as Mr and Mrs Charles Price. I kept searching. There were a lot of mention of prices, but not much about Charles Price. We didn't seem to have much on them. They really were relatively unknown, as far as the Historical Society records were showing. The cemetery records might have something, so they were the next to be searched, and bingo! There was a listing for Charles in loving memory of Charles Price, died the 29th of May, 1953. Also, but also, there was a listing for his wife, Christina Price, died the 25th of August, 1956. So there she was, Mrs C. Price of Market Street, Trentham, was Mrs Christina Price, wife of Charles. We now know who she was. Continuing down the cemetery lead, a visit to the Trentham Cemetery was next. Their headstone was there in Section A, Row 1, a simple headstone with the barest details engraved. I made the assumption that that was them, and all there was to it. A childless couple, both departed, and the end of a line. Now, you know what they say about assumptions. 
dangerous and misleading they can be. Remember that, a rookie mistake. I continued to collate Christina's recipes. She was prolific, and would have earned a bit from her endeavours. Five shillings here, two and six there, minus postage. It would have all added up to a nice little nest egg, or pin money, or butter for their bread, as the case may have been. Now, the intriguing thing about recipes, of course, is that they are of their time. And so it was with all the recipes I was collecting. They were of their time. A style of cooking we may recall, but not a style of cooking we follow now. And full of so many memories. We can all remember our favourite dishes from when we were younger, special meals for birthdays and other occasions. Even if now... They might seem simple or unsophisticated. They evoke memories of a time and place, and of the people you shared them with. Looking through your own recipe collection can bring happy and sad memories of another time, another place. Handwritten recipes with splashes and stains, notes added here and there to cook longer or at a lower temperature, imperial measurements or those cryptic descriptions of a handful of this, a pinch of that, to taste. All imprecise, but understood by the people who knew them. No digital dials with injected steam back in Mrs C. Price's day. Cooking on a wood stove or in a coal range. Temperatures of a hot, moderate, or cool oven were enough to get the job done. I came across another listing in our archives, this time in her own name, now that we knew it, as a depositor to the Commonwealth Bank of Australia at the Trentham Post Office. This was dated the 8th of May 1931, and from a Christina Price, Market Street, Trentham, Married, Home Duties. Recipes from the age, Saturday the 4th of March 1939. Cheese rice mould. Take one and a half cups of raw carrot, shredded, one tablespoon minced onion, three tablespoons butter, one cup cooked rice, one egg, beaten, one cup of shredded cheese, one and a half cups of cooked peas, salt and pepper to taste. Cook carrots for five minutes in boiling salted water. Drain well. Mix with onion, rice, cheese and seasoning. Pour into a well-buttered ring mould and bake in a moderate oven until firm. Unmould and fill the centre with the peas, which have been drained and heated in butter. Serve hot. Haricot beans may be substituted for the peas. Mrs C. Price, Market Street, Trentham. From the Age, Saturday, 3rd of February, 1940. This week's prize of five shillings is awarded to Mrs C. Price, Market Street, Trentham, for her attractive flummery recipe. Put one and a half cups of sugar, two heaped tablespoons of gelatine, and the juice of four oranges on the fire to boil. Mix two scanty tablespoons of flour with two cups of water, and when boiling, add to the mixture on the fire. Let it boil for a few minutes, stirring all the time, so that the flour will cook thoroughly. Take off, and when it is cool, 
Beat it with an egg beater for 10 minutes. Add the contents of a dozen passion fruit and beat for another 5 minutes. Pour into a wet mould and let it set in a cool place. From Mrs C. Price, Market Street, Trentham. From the Argus, Saturday the 3rd of January, 1942. Luncheon mats and tray cloths frequently become crushed, no matter how carefully they are put in a drawer. To remedy this, get a cardboard tube slightly larger than the articles and about one inch in diameter. Roll each freshly laundered mat or cloth around this one on top of the other, then slip elastic bands over the ends. The roll of cloths lie neatly in the drawer and so will not get crushed. Mrs C. Price, Market Street, Trentham, Vic. The recipes continued to accumulate. I was copying out copious quantities from all the publications. They dated from the late 1930s through to the early 1950s. Then, I struck real gold. The following was listed in the Argus, Saturday the 22nd of January, 1944. Golden Wedding Davies Price Mr and Mrs C. Price have pleasure in announcing the 50th anniversary of their wedding at Bort by Reverend Jones on January the 22nd, 1894. Present address, Market Street, Trentham. In part one, Mrs C. Price finally got our attention, after persistently popping up in our searching for the price of potatoes. We learned that she was a prolific writer of recipes and handy hints, sending them into many of the newspapers and magazines of her time. She was married to Charles, who had worked on the Trentham Railway from 1926 to 1940. They were both buried in the Trentham Cemetery. Charles had died in 1953, and Christina in 1956. We had assumed that there were no children, as there was no mention of any on the headstone. We finally discovered in Trove, and amongst all the recipes and handy hints, a notice to celebrate Charles and Christina's golden wedding anniversary in 1944. This read, The Argus, Saturday, the 22nd of January, 1944. Golden Wedding. Davies Price. Mr and Mrs C Price have pleasure in announcing the 50th anniversary of their wedding at Bort by Reverend Jones on January the 22nd, 1894. Present address, Market Street, Trentham. We now know that Charles and Christina had a connection to the Bort area and that Christina's maiden name was Davies. Time to widen the search. With this new information, I decided it was time to look up births, deaths and marriages. I thought I was stymied before even getting going though, as my relationship to the records required was requested. 
and I wasn't a relation, just an inquisitive history novice. Reading further revealed, however, that if the records were over 60 years old, and they were, most restrictions dropped off. We were back in business. The first search was for their marriage certificate. This confirmed that they were indeed married on the 22nd of January, 1894, by the Reverend John Jones. There was lots I struggled to read, being in tiny handwriting of the old-fashioned variety. I could make out that Charles was 29 and Christina 25 at the time of their nuptials. Next, working back from the age on the marriage certificate, I could do a search and found Christina's birth certificate. This was getting exciting. Interestingly, once again, there was only a first name, no second name. In for a penny, in for a pound, her death certificate was next. The date she died had been on the cemetery records, so it was an easy search. I was starting to feel my owl-plate historian credentials were on the rise. However, remember that assumption about Charles and Christina being a childless couple? Yes, a rookie mistake. Never assume. There, on the bottom of her death certificate, were three children, or issue, listed. Two deceased and one still living at the time of her death. Well, I got that wrong and felt a bit sad on her behalf. She had lost two children before she died. Not feeling quite so confident, I decided I needed some help. I had the three records but was struggling to read a lot of the handwritten details and didn't want to make any more assumptions about what they said. I went to visit Beth Toomey, curator at the Trentham District Historical Society and experienced family history researcher. Beth is used to trawling through lots of historic records and reading old-fashioned scrawly handwriting. Plus, she had a very handy magnifying glass, perfect for the job. Beth came up trumps. After poring over the documents, this was what we could confirm. Marriage Certificate Married in the District of Inglewood on January the 22nd, 1894, by John Jones, Wesleyan Minister at Catamole Bort. Charles Price, Bachelor, Smeaton, Blacksmith, 29 years. Christina Davies, Spinster, Bendigo, Milliner, 25 years. Parents of Charles, Thomas Price, Farmer, and Mary Jenkins. Parents of Christina, Christopher Davies, Farmer, and Emma Stone. Well, that confirmed that. So, next, the birth certificate. This was for Christina. Born the 15th of November, 1868, at New Chum Hill, Bendigo. Father, Christopher Joseph Davies, 34, salesman. Born Manchester, England. Married June 1859 at Eagle Hawk, Bendigo. Mother, Emma Davies, previously Stone, 26 years of age. Born London, England. Siblings, Esther Anne, deceased. Joseph Benjamin, 
six, Charlotte Anne, four, and Emma, deceased. Registered at Sandhurst on the 12th of January, 1869. And finally, the death certificate. Died 25th of August, 1956, at Market Street, Trentham. Christina Price, domestic duties. Female, 87 years. Cause of death, left hemiplegia, Dr G. Wiseworld. Father, Christopher Davies. Mother, Emma Doris Stone. Married at 25, widowed. Children, Emma, deceased. An eligible name, 58 years. And Harry, deceased. We were getting a lot more detail about the facts of her life but still nothing about the sort of person she was. Nor did we know who the child was 58 years at the time of her death. I decided to go back to Trove and do one more search for anything around the time of her death. I had a better idea what I was looking for now, and, yes, success. Death Notice in the Argus, Monday the 27th of August, 1956. Price, at Trentham, suddenly. Christina, loved wife of the late Charles Price. Loving mother of Emma, deceased. Ethel, Mrs Thorpe, Trentham. And Harry, deceased. Nana of Fred, Charlie and Dooney. Great-grandmother of Deanne and Christine. At rest. Now, looking at the dates, if she died in 1956, which is about 66 years ago, it would only be one of Trentham's longer-living residents who may remember her. I contacted Ethel Patton, a born-and-bred local who fitted these criteria. She didn't remember Christina, but she did remember her daughter Emma, and more. But Cathy said you might have remembered something about... Christina Price. Ah. Because I had, I think we were talking different generations. Yes, uh, she started in the first place, she said, about the the woman that wrote the recipes in the paper or something, and she said she'd, uh, her husband worked on the railways, but that's where the generations were wrong, because mm. Mrs Price was... She was the, the mother, and it was Mrs. Clark that was married to the to Vic Clark who worked on the railways, yes. and Mrs. Thorpe was the other sister, Mrs. Mm. Fred Thorpe. Uh, they lived in a little. There's a separate little house where the John's World used to be. You remember where the roses was going up out of Trentham yeah. before you get to the. The um, Little Hampton Town, I've just passed the Colliburn Road. Yeah. And there's a little place on the left. Oh. So uh, that's where Mrs. Thorpe lived. Ah. And uh, Mrs. Clark and and the Mrs. Price lived side by side down, down mm. there in Victoria Street. And uh, I didn't remember anything about any recipes but 
Then of course mum had seven hungry mouths to feed and I don't think she'd be interested. But I thought she might have got mixed up with Mrs Clark because Mrs Clark... So that was her daughter. Mrs Clark used to write up in the, in the Trentham Gazette the weddings and kitchen keys and oh. say those that are in that book. Those Mrs Clark would have door. come round to the, the people's places or if someone passed away, mm. she would come round and write up the, you know, the details. The obituaries. The and uh, so forth. So that's a bit I never, in, like I said, Mum wouldn't be interested in. In recipe. <laughs> <laughs> no recipe, be good enough. Yeah, what you've got, you throw in the pot. Yes, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. But I've never heard of that. Mm. Never heard of Mrs. Clark. But Mrs. Clark. Yes. Was it Emma and married to Victor? Vic, yes. Mrs. Clark, yes, she was married to Vic Clark. Mm -hmm. Yes, and uh, the other one, Ethel, I think her name was, mm. was married to Fred Thorpe. But I, I can't uh, yeah. can't help any more than that. So oh, oh no, that's good. That that that's good. Thank you. So, Emma Clark, married to Vic Clark, who had also worked on the railways, was the first child. The eligible name on the death certificate was Mrs. Fred Thorpe, who we now know was called Ethel. Interestingly. One of the recipe mentions I had come across in Trove was for a good neighbour competition, an entry submitted by Mrs Emma Clark and Mrs C Price. Very good neighbours, you may think. This was from the Argus, February the 15th of July, 1955. Our good neighbour prize-winning recipes are both novel and timely. Here are the competition results you've been waiting for the prize winners of the Good Neighbour Cookery Competition. And it goes on. Further down it says, Not the winners, but The following Good Neighbours are winners of the 10 and 6 award. Mrs Emma Clark, Market Street Trentham, Crab Meat Savouries, and Mrs C Price, Market Street Trentham, Victoria, Normandy Steak. Although we don't know a lot more about Christina or Charles themselves, a picture of the family is starting to emerge. Both daughters remained in the area, and Emma especially was very involved with the goings-on in the town, writing for the Trentham Gazette. The next move was to try and explore the catamull bought connection and Christina's earlier life. Catamull is a rural area, outside of, but sharing a postcode with Bort not to be confused with the Catamull Station in Queensland. Google reports it is within the local government area of Loddon, of an area covering 42.787 square kilometres, and a recorded population of 18. An excerpt from the book Smoke from the Hill, a story of the Bort District, 1836 to 1968, by Faye Stevens, describes Catamull. This was once a flourishing little community a few miles from Bort, but today, like all the other small communities, it is merely a name, 
the people using Bort as their centre. There have been several ways of spelling this name over the years. The original cultivation at Catamull was done with set ploughs and cast shears after the land had been cleared and grubbed of stumps. Later, the stump jump plough was invented. Sometimes, wheat was sown by hand after light cultivation in the burnt ashes of the timber, and small, successful crops were grown. But subsequent cropping had to be done more thoroughly. Crops were good on new ground, but after a few crops, it was thought that the land was giving out, until the introduction of superphosphates improved the yield. Dingoes were a problem, and all sheep had to be yarded behind a dingo fence at night. Dingoes were eradicated about the time that foxes appeared in the district. The modern spelling for catamal, just out of interest, is C-A-T-U-M-N-A-L. Recipes The Australian Women's Mirror, Volume 18, Number 7, Tuesday, January the 6th, 1942 Rice Oyster Pie Take one pound of cooked rice, one pint shelled and bearded oysters, half a pint of white sauce, salt, pepper, one cup buttered crumbs, one lemon. Put half rice into well-buttered pie dish. Cover with half the oysters, add half the white sauce and sprinkle with salt and pepper. Add remaining rice, oysters and white sauce and salt and pepper again. Cover with crumbs, dot with butter, and bake about half an hour in a moderate oven till golden brown. Serve very hot, garnished with lemons. Mrs C. Price, Trentham Vic. The Australian Women's Mirror, Volume 18, Number 33, Tuesday, July the 7th, 1942. Parboil a pound of tripe, cut into squares. Dip in egg and breadcrumbs and fry in shallow fat. Delicious with fried tomatoes. C.P. Trentham Vic. The Australian Women's Mirror, Volume 19, Number 29, Tuesday, the 15th of June, 1943. Cream salad horns. Roll out thinly some good pastry and cut into strips. Cut some bread into oblong pieces and wind some pastry strips around them. Brush with egg and cook in a hot oven. Remove bread centres and leave until cold. Prepare a salad of chopped lettuce, tomato, pineapple, celery, apple, salt, pepper and sugar, and enough whipped cream to fill the horns. Mix salad, fill horns, and arrange on dish with lettuce and tomato. C.P. Trentham Vic. Now that we knew her maiden name, it was time to go back to Trove and search, this time, for Miss C. Davies of Catamole, or Bort. As expected, there were not a lot of results, but enough to know she was there. From the Bendigo Advertiser, Thursday the 29th of September, 1887. The Bort District Agricultural and Pastoral Society held their eighth annual show yesterday and the affair proved a most decided success in every respect. In fact, by many, it was regarded as by far the best show 
held in this part of the colony this year. The weather was delightfully fine and the attendance very large. The special train, consisting of seven or eight carriages, which left Sandhurst in the morning, was crowded before Corongvale was reached. And in order to accommodate those people living between Corongvale and Bort, another special had to be run. And amongst the results listed for the day we find Bouquet of Wild Flowers, Miss C. Davies, Bort, second prize. From the Bendigo Advertiser, Saturday the 4th of October, 1890. The Bort Agricultural and Pastoral Society held their 11th annual show yesterday, under the most favourable circumstances. The weather was delightfully fine, and there was a large attendance of the public. Once again, listed in the prizes, Floral Device, Miss C. Davies, Catamall. From the Bendigo Advertiser, Saturday the 3rd of October, 1891. Bought Annual Show by our own reporter. The Bought Agricultural and Pastoral Society had their annual spring show yesterday in the prettily laid out showgrounds, which are situated some distance to the west of the township. The weather was threatening all day, and in the afternoon the rain came down steadily for an hour or so. Listed in the results Cut Flowers, Amateurs. Miss C. Davies, Catamull, first prize. Her success with these entries ties in with her profession as a milliner on the marriage certificate and paint the picture of a young woman handy with the arts and crafts and able to make something decorative with what was available to her at the time. To find out more, a trip to Bort was on the cards, or taking the modern, easier 2022 COVID safe alternative, an email to the Bort Historical Society asking if they could help. To the Bort Historical Society, hello. I am wondering if you would be able to assist me in research I am undertaking. My name is Rosie Hill, and I am a member of the Trentham District Historical Society, currently the Secretary. I also produce podcasts for the Historical Society under the banner Trentham Archive Treasures. After inadvertently coming across multiple mentions in trove of Mrs C. Price, Market Street, Trentham, in the late 1930s through to the mid-1950s, I have been investigating further. Mrs C. Price, Christina, was a prolific supplier of recipes and other household hints to publications such as the Australian Women's Mirror, the Argus, and the Miranda section of the Weekly Times. I have found she was born in Sandhurst, Bendigo, had entries in the Bort AMP show in the early 1890s under her maiden name, Miss C. Davies, and was married to Charles Price of Catamull and Bort by Reverend Jones on January 22, 1894. I think they spent most of their married life in Trentham, from 1926 at least, when Charles started work at the local railway station. What I would like to know, is there any mention of them in your local archives, of their families in the area, or anything else that may be of interest? Did they live in Catamull or Bort after their marriage, 
And where would Charles have worked? His profession was listed as a blacksmith on their marriage certificate. Christina's was as a milliner. Would this have been bought? I'm hoping to create a series of podcasts around the life of Mrs Price. Her recipes are of their time. Influenced, I'm sure, by living through the First World War, the 1930s Depression, followed by World War II. I would be happy to come up to board if you have anything that may be of interest, especially any photos or other reference material. If you are in a position to do a search through your archives on my behalf, I am also happy to pay any research fees and other costs as required. I have attached a copy of their marriage certificate, reference 476, as that was the first mention of the link back to the Catamall and Bort area. Kindest regards, and I look forward to hearing back from you. Rosie Hill It didn't take long, and a response was forthcoming. Hi Rosie, my name is Gail, and the Secretary of the Board Historical Society. Yes, I can look through our newspapers, which start in 1887, and anything else we do have. We have a fee for research of $25. Regards, Gail. Payment was duly arranged, and I sat back, expecting to have to cool my heels. Let's have another recipe or two while we wait. Recipes. From the Weekly Times, Wednesday, the 7th of November, 1945. Every week, a recipe will be selected by Miranda from those sent in by readers. Sender of the selected recipe will be awarded a prize of two and six. All recipes will be printed as usual. Names and addresses will be published in each case where a prize is awarded. The prize this week is awarded to the following. Potato biscuits without sugar. Put three quarters of a cup of golden syrup and half a cup of treacle together in a saucepan and melt over a fire. Then add one and a half cups of hot mashed potato. Remove from the fire and stir in two cups of flour sifted with three quarters of a teaspoon of cinnamon and half a teaspoon each of nutmeg, ground cloves and bicarb soda and two teaspoons of baking powder. Add half a cup of chopped dates and the same amount of seeded raisins. Drop in teaspoonfuls on a greased baking slide and bake in a moderate oven for about 20 minutes. Makes a large batch of biscuits without using any sugar. Mrs C. Price, Market Street, Trentham. Government advice as published in the Trentham Gazette, January 4th, 1945. Now that meat rationing is a reality, the housewife should render, clarify and hoard every particle of fat. Meat should be trimmed at home, not at the butcher's, but meat that is to be baked or grilled should have at least a quarter of an inch of fat left on it. For stewing or braising meat, all visible fat should be cut away and saved. Many families are eliminating deep fat frying and are baking cutlets, croquettes and rissoles. Results are excellent and the food is easy to digest. 
from the Australian Women's Weekly, Saturday the 30th of October 1943. Austerity dish, or two-way pressed mutton. Simmer till tender two muttoned flaps, adding to the water rice or barley, onion, carrot and green peas. The liquid is a soup ready to use. Remove bones from the meat and put half in a nice shape on a dish. Put your favourite stuffing over this and the rest of the meat on top. Dissolve some gelatine in the stock and pour over all. When set, serve with salad. Consolation prize of two and six to Mrs C. Price, Market Street, Trentham. Well, will we hear back from board? Can we learn more about her early days? To find out, you'll have to join us in the next episode of Who is Mrs C. Price? Archive Treasures is produced on Zsa Wurrung country. We acknowledge and pay respects to the traditional owners, and we would also like to extend our respects to the elders, past, present and emerging. Archive Treasures is brought to you by the Trentham and District Historical Society. If you would like to hear further episodes, they are available from most podcasting apps, or on our website, www.trenthamhistoricalsociety.org.au or you can go to our Facebook page Trentham and Districts Historical Society Australia I hope you can tune in next time for more archive treasures <music>